Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined with my buddy Ryan as we break down Wednesday's 10-game NBA DFS Slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. On DraftKings and FanDuel today, Fred Van Elite was in all of the winning lineups. Uh, Wowzer, what a performance by that guy today. Yeah, absolutely sensational. North of 70 fantasy points will obviously do it for you, whatever price tag you're really at. The highest scoring player by at least 20. I think Lowry was uh, in the mid-50s. Miles Turner got to the 50s. So really uh, interesting contrarian slate as guys like Kevin Durant didn't pay off. Uh, disappointing to see that. But we'll see if there's a late-night hammer um, that comes in tonight. I'm worried it's going to be Curry. I'm really, really worried. I was going to say, go down to the bottom bar and let me know if it was Curry night. Like, just go ahead. That can be our comment section today because uh, I'm I'm winning a lot of things right now, and I don't think I'm going to be winning a lot of things when we get off this. Um, so that's that's sad. But uh, great outing by Fred Van Elite. Great outing by Demonis Sabonis. Uh, let's get into today, though, because that's what you're worried about, and that's what we want to focus on for you. Before we get going, go ahead and go to that bottom bar. Hit subscribe. Hit the like button and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at osmo goes live uh we are pumping out the free content for you and that uh that little step can go a long way to making sure we can keep doing that for you so you ready to get going rinpack let's ride let's ride indeed going to the top end of point guard on DraftKings. luka Doncic sitting at ten thousand eight hundred. uh been disappointing of late four straight games suppressed underneath 50 but it's Luka Doncic. Like, I, I keep saying that over and over. We're going to see him get to those big totals here again. Uh, Josh Richardson kind of went off the last game, too. So I'm curious to see kind of what his rates end up being with him on the floor. But it's Luka Doncic. I'm not terribly worried. If you can get to him, you play him against Trey Young defense. Uh, Trey Young, right below him at 9,500 over on DK. Uh, 9,200 for Russell Westbrook coming off a back-to-back. De'Aaron Fox, 8,500. Uh, facing Boston on a back-to-back. Um, Boston's on the back-to-back there. I mean, just so many back-to-backs. Uh, there's a lot of games in a short amount of time for some of these teams, but at least we don't have Portland on this slate. Uh, it feels like I've played them for five consecutive slates. So uh, talk to me about the top end of point guard. Yeah, Luca and Trey facing off each, uh, against each other. After, obviously, they were traded for each other. It's always an interesting matchup when they go head-to-head. I, uh, I like Trey Young. I think the savings over there... Is nice. I think he's been more aggressive than Luca of late. The shot volume is nice for Trey Young. Uh, saving $1,300 on, fan, uh, on DraftKings, $1,100 on FanDuel. Seems like a nice savings option. And uh, you can say they have very similar ceilings. Uh, maybe Luca has a slightly higher one than Trey, but Trey can definitely get there uh, with his shot volume. Other options to consider Fox, Brogdon, D'Angelo Russell, and uh, some other uh, spend down options. In terms of value over there on DraftKings, I think. We need to uh, consider DeJounte Murray down to 6,400 against Minnesota. I think I like that. Lonzo Ball is 5,700. Seems like that knee issue's past him as he's getting north of 30 minutes now. Garland is 5,900. It's a tough Clipper matchup. So the Clippers are on a back-to-back. I guess Pat Bev is not there to really uh, bother him. It's Reggie Jackson who's not really uh, – you should be scared of whatsoever with Reggie Jackson's defense. How do you feel about going to Lamella Ball again uh, against Philly? 
I love Lamella Ball. <laughs> I'm like the the forerunner of the Lamella Ball fan club. Uh, no, I'm not. That's not true. Brandon Ingram is my boy. I would never do that to Brandon Ingram. But LaMelo Ball is so fun to watch play basketball. And I already have like a, a bias against the Ball brothers in general. And I still love this kid. Like he's just so, so good. Um, I'm curious to see, I mean, is Rozier, that's that's always the big question is like, you know, can he get into that starting rotation? He was in foul trouble pretty much that entire game. It was really, really tilting, kept him at like 26 or 20, 27, whatever he finished up with for that game. Even in overtime, like that was just a bummer to have that be the outing. He was just kind of fighting the foul trouble throughout that game. Uh, so Terry Rozier is questionable. So if you were to sit again, like LaMelo Ball will be popular. He should be popular. I would definitely have interest in going back to him. I would have no problem with that DeJounte Murray is kind of a guy that I'm I'm just I I maybe I don't see it at the moment like I loved going there before we had the Derek White show up in the world before Patty Mills has been I mean still playing Patty Mills minutes uh and I know that maybe 6400 seems like a nice like nice tag compared to like other prices we have played for DeJounte Murray, but DeRozan was out for a period of time. Derek White was out for a period of time. So 6,400, he's coming off of an 18 point, what was it? 18.75 DraftKings game. So maybe I'm box score watching on that a little bit, but like, oh, that would be a tough one for me to to roster. I'm curious what his ownership will definitely be. Uh, Darius Garland's a guy we got to talk about. 5,900, put up a 40 spot the other night against Minnesota. Uh, now faces the Clippers against Reggie Jackson defense. I do like, I do like that play a lot. Um, I, I'm very, very curious to see what his ownership comes in over there as well. Uh, over on FanDuel, I'm looking down in like this bottom end. TJ McConnell, uh, did you see his price was like 5K on DraftKings today? Yeah. That was bonkers. So 4,600, that know makes what? a he lot got more there. sense. I know he got there. That was the thing that was so tilting was I was like, I couldn't believe that his price tag was 5K. And then he got there. Well, he got 32.1 today, 4,600 against Milwaukee. We're seeing Milwaukee get up and down a floor of late. Um, I, I would definitely have some interest in maybe 4,600 taking some shots there. It's weird to see Elf Payton down at 4,400, but that's definitely going to be a pass for me as well. Emmanuel quickly just jumping into the world. Uh, what a stud. So uh, let's finish out the position. Yeah, I think another option um, in that similar price range on FanDuel is Theo Maladin. Uh, against this tough Houston defense, this Houston defense is revamped after the Harden trade there. I believe they're the first in defensive rating since the trade. And I think Maladin, uh, you should be considering because there is no SGA tomorrow who has been ruled out. So Maladin might get double-digit shot attempts. And in a position where you might want to get uh, a little unique with the roster building, uh, spending down on point guard might be one way to do it. And Maladin comes in at $4,300 with point guard shooting eligibility on DK. on FanDuel. T.O., let's go. Going to shooting guard. My guy. Uh, Sitting at the top end on FanDuel, Bradley Beal, 10,800. Coming off of a dud, coming off of a lot of things that like, I mean, Russell Westbrook is starting to take over a little bit of that offense here um, as he's like getting back into the minutes. But it is a back-to-back. Could Russell Westbrook sit? My guess is probably yes in this spot. So Bradley Beal, 10,800, definitely somebody that you'll consider, but watch that news. Make sure you're following at, at awesome NBA so that you know uh, when any of this injury news pops up. But Russell Westbrook, I could definitely see sitting on the on the second end of this back-to-back. Zach Levine down at 9K. 
uh, somebody that generally has an upside in any matchup. But again, it's this slow-paced New York Knicks team. Just makes it tough to pay 9K for him here in this spot still. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him get there. I just probably won't have much. Paul George sitting at 8,400. Uh, just got done with a with a fun little game against Brooklyn. But, uh, you know, I 8,400 is definitely a great tag for him there. Uh, but I would be super, super excited. I mean, Victor Oladipo has been really fun to watch. I want to get him in a bounce back spot, possibly 30.1 last time against FanDuel. I'm not sure what his ownership will be, but I do know that I'm probably going to try to get on top of it. Uh, what do you think about him and everybody else at the top end of shooting guard? Yeah, I think we need to be considering Bradley Beal as a cornerstone of our lineups. If uh, Russell Westbrook is not going to play, I know uh, we've seen Beal without Russell uh, earlier in the season and he's gone bonkers. So I think uh, against New Orleans, he put up 70 uh, fantasy points and, that's definitely could happen against Miami just because we can expect him to take north of 25 shot attempts. I know there's some other reinforcements that are back, such as Danny Abdia, Ruby Hachimura, and Davis Bertans this time around, but Bill could definitely Smith. smash. Ish Smith, <laughs> baby. We forgot Ish Smith. I just had to give him a shout out quick. Here we go. Yeah, I think we definitely can be considering Ish Smith in that price range as well, but Beal is someone we can expect to take majority of the uh, those shot attempts in Washington for sure. Paul George, $8,700 on DraftKings versus Cleveland. I think uh, on a back-to-back, uh, we'll see uh, if uh, – I know Kawhi's been playing back-to-backs this year, but maybe Paul George is the one who gets a rest. Just keep monitoring that situation over there. It's obviously going to come down to game time and tip off. But against Cleveland, $8,400 uh, could be the uh, – there's a, there's a there's a way pathway for him to outscore Beal. I obviously won't be projecting that, but it could definitely happen. DeRozan, $7,200. I think we should be considering him against Minnesota. He's played Minnesota a couple times, I believe, already this season. I think they played uh, I think they played once, sorry, once, and he put up 50 fantasy points. So yep. DeRozan, definitely uh, you should be uh, considering versus Minnesota. Oladipo, uh, obviously Houston boat raced OKC last time around. They beat him by 25. Now they're playing without uh, an OKC team without SGA, so... Maybe they boat race them by 50. I don't know, but that OKC team's going to be really, really bad with no SGA. They're not oh, good man, anyway. Good. Yeah, they're not good. And value options, I think, uh, with no SGA, I think now we can definitely consider a Hamadou Diallo, where blowout run's going to start from the get-go, I guess, but Diallo's going to get a bunch of extra minutes now. $4,300, $4,500 on DraftKings. I like Diallo as a spend-down option. Uh, I prefer Diallo to Dort. Uh, just because I think Diallo uh, gets a major, uh, potentially more shot volume um, without no SGA. How do you feel about Diallo? And uh, do you have any other pivots off of Diallo in that price range? Uh, I like Diallo a lot. I was I was going to fire him up here a little bit. I it's, he's just like one of the higher usage guys and like has higher rates. He's over a point per minute guy, um, sitting at forty three hundred on shooting guard. It's it's fantastic. What I find very interesting over on FanDuel and maybe I don't even know how to dub this, but it's like the it's like the punishing of point chasers and stuff from the from yesterday's slate from Monday's slate you have Alec Burks 4800 who has kind of been consistent so he's not really qualified in there but Malik Monk is 4700 and Josh Richardson is 4900 so those three are kind of like sitting next to each other over on FanDuel you had Josh Richardson who at 3800 uh decided to go for a nice 40 burger and you had Malik Monk uh if Terry Rozier's out will definitely be popular again but now is 4700 uh those are kind of the guys I'm trying to figure out do we want to go back to the well on either of those two, Richardson or Monk? 
I think uh, both will be uh, contrarian options because of Hamidou Diallo's uh, price tag. We saw what Malik Monk could do. I think uh, he's trying to prove himself that he belongs in that Charlotte rotation. Last couple of games out, he's been very impressive. Obviously, I don't expect him to go uh, 9 of 13 from three, I believe, again. But Malik Monk is someone who was a bucket in Kentucky and just hasn't uh, found a way with some off-the-court issues and like coaching staff issues as well. But I think Monk is someone uh, pivoting off Diallo. Uh, definitely consider, obviously, Monk got there because of the foul trouble in the backcourt. Uh, I'm okay with them. I, uh, I don't like the price hike in them. It's a significant price raise from the earlier slate when those two were on there. So I prefer Diallo to both of them right now, but I think we can definitely consider them. I want to let it be known, Rinpak definitely dislikes plays. I just want to throw that out there to the world that Rinpak has a propensity to dislike plays. He disliked both of my point chasers there, and I, I appreciate such things. Get me off of my bad self. Uh, going to the top end a small forward, uh, my goodness, uh, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard played fantastic tonight. Um, it, it didn't end up, you know, showing up in, in a win, but Wowzer, 59.25. It could have been larger. I mean, he was rolling there in at the at the end of that first half and was like getting ready to like really, really blow this slate up. Well, Fred Van Vliet did, but uh Kawhi Leonard sitting there at 9K. Uh he has been playing on these back-to-backs now. So I, I expect that to continue here. Uh especially now that he's had some rest. They he basically got the week off uh with all of the COVID protocol stuff last week. So a uh, 9K is a nice number against Cleveland. Jimmy Butler, 8,400 in this Washington matchup got there again you said he wouldn't and i know that he did because i rostered him and i loved it 50.75 i didn't win anything great so there's that so i'm i'm not going to take any credit but 50.25 the last time out so both games uh after taking his three-week hiatus his his three-week covid or uh whatever the protocol was for him whether he had it or not i don't know but he looks good on a basketball floor so uh 8400 for him again uh can't believe that tag didn't change so fine i'll go back to the well against washington that seems like a good idea. So I'll do that. Ben Simmons, 8,200 against Charlotte. Uh, obviously has triple-double triple, triple double upside anytime. Coming off of a six-stock game, like goodness gracious, that'll look nice over on FanDuel where you get that that uh, that little bit of a bump. But he's over at point guard at 8,700. But small forward eligible over on DK. And Chris Middleton, 8,200, who just puts up these massive, massive scores. 25 minutes 42.25. Like, he's just playing fantastic ball for Milwaukee right now. Talk to me about the top end of small forward. Yeah, you're going to, I'm definitely going to have interest in Jimmy Butler versus Washington. He played Washington earlier this year, put up 60 uh, FanDuel points. So that's pretty solid. And that's Washington. We're seeing what people are doing to this Washington defense of late. And we saw what Gary Trent and Robert Covington did to them. Damian Litter really didn't need to get going just because those guys were just shooting lights out. Jimmy Butler can definitely get there, carve his way um, to north of 50 fantasy points for sure. Uh, $8,400 in drafting is definitely in pay. Uh, Jalen Brown as a pivot off of Jimmy Butler, $7,900, small forward eligibility on draftings versus a very nice uh, matchup against the Kings. Uh, definitely a solid consideration as well. $8,700 seems expensive for him, but that's one way to get unique uh, uh, paying up for Jalen Brown. Kawhi Leonard versus Cleveland. Uh, we'll see if he plays. Uh, indications are that he's planning on playing back-to-backs this year. So maybe Ty Lue, uh lets him go, and maybe he, they, they're going to need him the whole way, and it's Cleveland, and we can expect Kawhi to perform well. Ben Simmons was obviously great without Embiid uh, against Indiana when they came back. Uh, 
but it was Embiid, I believe, returning uh, against Charlotte. It's $8,200 for Ben Simmons. Uh, he can still outperform that price tag. Maybe he's the one who's going to be more aggressive now, feels more confidence. I think Ben Simmons on that DraftKings price definitely should be considered. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward, I, I think he's just someone who's consistently getting shop volume, $7,400. I prefer him to Tobias Harris uh, as a option uh, versus uh the matchup against each other. I think Gordon Hayward is someone could definitely spike in upside for sure. In terms of paying down uh, in the small forward position, uh, Denny Abdia uh, played uh, 23 minutes today uh, and put put up 25 fantasy points. He uh, got a surplus of rebounds more than he usually does, picked up seven rebounds. Maybe shot volume goes up if Russell Westbrook doesn't play, someone that we could consider it as a pay down option on FanDuel. Over there in DraftKings and paying down, uh, Hamidou Diallo, I'm going to mention it because he has small court eligibility, $4,500. Abdi has $3,500. And uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is $3,900 versus Atlanta. Dorian Finney-Smith played 37 minutes, and he only put up 15 fantasy points. He's one of those guys who is a pure GPP play just because he can uh, randomly hit a bunch of threes, pick up a double-double or rebound somehow. He's uh, some guy you're, I, I'm usually willing to take shots on GPPs. How do you feel about the mid-tier? Any spend-down options that really stick out to you? I just got tilted because my buddy texted me that Steph Curry had 38-7, and seven, so and that's through three quarters. So I guarantee you I'm not winning anything when we when we log off of this. That is bonkers. I, I hate sometimes when I get these live updates because I, I always put like the notifications over in the corner and they still find a way to get over to me. So my apologies. Uh, looking at this mid-range, I mean... Ugh, it's just kind of gross, which is weird and ironic because we're always trying to talk about punting small forward. We're always trying to find like some options down here in the bottom end. Uh, can Danilo Gallinari ever get like any production ever again? No, he can't. Cool. We're never going to play him again. 4,700. I don't understand why he's not like 3,500 with his current rate of production. Uh, Josh Hart is the guy that I kind of want to take a quick chat about because we saw 32 minutes out of Josh Hart. JJ Redick is out of the Pelicans rotation. Like he's completely not playing right now. And so I know this because I'm obsessed with Brandon Ingram and I'm watching all my Pelly's basketball. And it's just so weird too, because JJ Redick is, is a guy that, you know, played for Stan Van Gundy back in the day. He's just out of the rotation. So I think he's getting ready to get moved to a playoff contender or somebody else here. Uh, Pelicans, I believe are second to last in the Western conference at the moment. So they're just kind of giving everybody, these young guys, some run Josh Hart, uh, 4,500, small forward, coming off of 43.25. I definitely could have some shares against Phoenix. Uh, and then Hamadou Diallo is small forward eligible uh, for, uh, Small forward eligible over on DraftKings. Uh, I would probably go over that direction. Lou Dort is a guy we probably got to talk about. Uh, what is your Lou Dort interest? Like, can this guy, can this cat be trusted whatsoever in our DFS lineups tomorrow? Oh, God, Lou Dort. Someone I just uh, always try to actively avoid. But in a position without SGA, I expect him to get some extra shots to find his way. And he's a really good uh, peripherals guy on FanDuel and at that price tag. Sure. Uh, I, I don't feel confident with him. I think Diallo has a higher upside because of, I expect more shot volume from him. But a couple of these guys in OKC have a potential to be really good at their salaries. So that's how I feel about Lou Dort. Uh, I prefer Diallo the way things stand right now, but Dort has shown it uh, upside this year, which has been surprising. So Lou Dort has been impressive. Five, I can tell you that he is, he has been 
paltry bad. And I've loved it too because I feel like he's been chalk on a lot of these slates. And it's just been mm-hmm. like an easy, like you plug in the 0% on Fantasy Cruncher and you go along with your day. Um, I'll probably still end, I'll, I'll probably end up with a little bit tomorrow because if you were to randomly spike 40, I don't think I could forgive myself over on FanDuel where he's just 4,300. Yeah, that's just one of those guys. He's like, I think he's just very similar to a Dorian Finney-Smith type of play. Yeah, 4,400, uh, excuse me, 4,400. Yeah, yeah we, and, we don't need to keep going on about Dort. The people have things to do with their day-to-day. If you want to play Lou Dort at chalk, sure, go ahead and have fun. I'm probably going to be underweight for sure. Actually, no, I, I'll just tell you I'm going to be underweight, but I'll have a little. So if he ends up in a winning lineup of mine, I apologize. Uh, let's get over to Power Forward. But before we do, uh, could you go to Apple Podcasts? Could you go over to Spotify? Could you go to any of these places and leave us a review? Uh, give us those lovely five stars if you enjoy what we do. Uh, give us a nice review. Uh, go down to the bottom bar again here if you're watching on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Uh, all of these things go a long way for this podcast, and, and it allows us to keep doing what we do. Uh, what we love to do and what I hope you guys enjoy, we do. I think I said that correctly. God, I got to write out these reads at this point. It is getting brutal. My apologies, people. We're going to continue chugging on to power forward we go. Uh, sitting at the top end over on FanDuel, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, such an easy name to say for me now. It's so weird. It kind of like rolls off the tongue. 11,200. Uh, he's very good at fantasy basketball. You should play him. 33.8 last game. Who cares? I mean, it was just a, a fluke murder. Uh, well, not a fluke, but Milwaukee's much better than Portland. But uh, Giannis is definitely in play at 11,200 against Indianapolis, against Indiana, excuse me. Uh, and and I expect that game to be much closer. Him versus Sabonis should be fun to watch. Him, or him and Turner, I guess, too. Uh, we'll see how that all works out. But uh, very, very interested at 11,200. Uh, Jason Tatum coming off a back-to-back. We'll see how he finishes up uh, on on tonight's action. I didn't get any text alert about Jason Tatum, so he's not destroying the slate at least. 9,500. Bam Adebayo, 9,100 against Washington. And then Christian Wood, 8,900. Looking at him, uh, profiles well, but kind of like playing smaller minutes in, in the last couple. I know they've had some lopsided games. I, I have no problem going back to Christian Wood as well. Oh, and I should throw in Sabonis because he played fantastic tonight. So he's sitting at 8,800. Talk to me about power forward. Yeah, power forward. Obviously, we have Giannis, uh, someone who can be the highest scoring player on the slate, on a 10-game slate. Uh, we can definitely consider Giannis, obviously, blew out um, Portland and just they didn't need him to play more than 26 minutes. Indiana, Indiana's playing on a back-to-back. He's played Indiana, uh, I believe. Have they played Indiana yet this year? No, they haven't played Indiana yet this year. They're a divisional team, so I, I figure they might have had a chance to play each other by now. But no, they haven't. So 11-2 for Giannis. I I like having uh, – just usually I like being around by uh, the field with Giannis just because he's one of those guys you really don't want to get burned by because you know what his upside can really be. I think uh, Jason Tatum versus Sacramento. I like targeting guys against Sacramento. I'll be – definitely considering jason tatum christian wood versus oklahoma city i uh, put up 41 po- uh, fantasy points in 26 minutes sure i think uh you can definitely do that again and maybe this game somehow stays a little bit closer without sga so it's a tough game script to really predict uh, without sga i really expect a, a houston to boat race them but we shall see what that final outcome is bam out of bio versus washington uh, everyone's just destroying washington i think bam could definitely do the same uh, Porzingis as a pivot off of all these guys. 
is definitely exciting. Uh, I think a new season high in minutes of 34 is something that we should look at versus Atlanta. Someone we should definitely be considering. He's 7,500 on DraftKings as well. DeRozan has uh, power forward eligibility in addition to small forward eligibility. We already said that he could uh, hit 50 fantasy points versus the same Minnesota matchup. I think DeRozan at $6,900 is a nice uh, kind of value over there for him. Other spend down options over there. Uh, I think we need to keep in mind of uh, Darius uh, Baisley, $5,200. I think he, he's someone uh, that could pick up some extra shots without with SGA's absence. Baisley's 5,100 on FanDuel. I like Davis Bertans, uh, played 30 minutes. He went two of 10, two of 10 from three. He took all his shots from three. So Bertans is some of those guys where you're going to really need him to hit, like go five of 10, six of like, six of 10 from three point line, get some rebounds and $4,300. There is a way for Bertans to pay off his salary without Russ. And I think he's going to get this uh, three pointer get going a lot sooner than later. He's a really, really good shooter. He's just going through a funk right now. And I think we, I want to be ahead of that, uh, ahead of that when he gets out of it. So I think we need to be concerning Bertans. How do you feel about any of the spend down options? Um, on the site, how do you feel about Baisley and Bertans? Yeah, I like them both. I mean, Bertans, you got to expect the ball to go in the basket. I, I was saying the other day how hot and cold he's been. It's like he goes over six, over nine from the field, or he goes and absolutely fills it up. So I expect the shooting to turn around. The minutes will be there. Forty three hundred. Uh, him and Avdia. Like I'm gonna have interest in like any any of these games Washington has. Like one of these guys is gonna bust out a game here constantly. And and with Russell Westbrook off the fo- off the floor, shots should be available. I'm assuming again that Russ is going to sit tomorrow, but I don't know for sure. Uh, so I would definitely have some interest in Bertans there. Uh, Basically, it's interesting because Al Horford has been playing pretty darn good, and we'll get to him at the center position um, in limited minutes, however. And so, yeah, Basley, I, I just kind of expected him to like find a way to to blow up a slate or two at some point here in these low five price tags, and it just kind of hasn't happened. I mean, we haven't really seen an upside from him forever. I mean, we had 30 points against Brooklyn. That's about as good of a matchup as you're going to find. Um, and now this Houston team, which you've talked about being great historic or great since the Oladipo trade, uh, coming in first in defensive efficiency since then, uh, it's going to be hard for me to really consider rostering Baisley tomorrow if if there was going to be some popularity there whatsoever. Uh, if he's going to go completely unowned, I, I still think that there is an upside that we saw at the very very beginning of the season, but it's been a while. Uh, for me, the one guy that I do want to touch base on because he will be crazy crazy popular if Andre Drummond sits is Jared Allen, who put it for a, I believe he put up a 70 spot. Let me just click on his name here. Yeah, he definitely put up a 60 spot the other night. So 60.1 at 7K. If Andre Drummond, who's questionable tomorrow, were to sit, that's just like an auto smash over on FanDuel for me. At the center position, there is some opportunity cost of rostering him. Uh, He's 6,500 over on DraftKings. So we'll talk about that later. But definitely somebody that I would have a lot, a lot of interest in at power forward. And then uh, one other guy, I'm kind of like living in this 67 to 7K range tomorrow. Uh, Laurie Markkinen has been fantastic of late. Uh, I've really kind of like liked his form, but again, it's this slow place this slow pace New York matchup, but he just got on top of on top of it last time out for 38 fantasy points, 33 minutes. Um, there things are things are heading in the right direction for him there, so I wouldn't mind uh, taking some shots on him down in that range too. Uh, going cheaper down there in the bottom, it's just so so gross. I guess Javale McGee 
his 3,900, but we only saw 13 minutes out of him. He was kind of an easy fade. I love Josh Engelman was kind of the guy that was beating the drum on the the JaVale McGee fade. Uh, You got to basically hope for Allen foul trouble if Drummond were to if Drummond sits and Allen gets in foul trouble sure McGee could bust an upside but that's kind of what he does anytime that he gets extra run uh anybody else that you're looking at before we move on no I think you hit on some uh key plays there and obviously ownership's going to play a big uh part in the 10 game slate I think it's going to be easy to pivot to some guys who you think can outscore some of the chalkier guys so I think it's ownership stand uh, making an ownership stance is going to be key to this 10 game slate Perfect. Top end of center. Let's bring it home. Uh, sitting on DraftKings, Joel Embiid is sitting at 10K. Obviously, you have Giannis. You can roster him at center. I usually choose not to because there are there have been so many good low-end center options on a, on a couple of recent slates where we get some of these guys like DeMarcus Cousins. Joel Embiid at $10,000 is kind of been unbelievable like 27 minutes 59.25 up against minnesota the other night now he's gonna get charlotte cody zeller's all right but like it's cody zeller and i'm not worried about joel Embiid in this spot like he's gonna go get whatever he wants to get in this matchup so i'm very excited about a ten thousand dollar joel Embiid over on DraftKings. uh bam out of bios 9300 there with jimmy butler back that's tougher for me to to stomach playing there getting down to clint capella 8,800 up against Dallas. Uh, He's kind of been sitting in the 40s, but that price still needs to come back down to earth a little bit after he came back down to earth a little bit. Uh, It's probably the right way to say that. Christian Wood, 8,600. And then Andre Drummond, if he were to go against the Clippers, he's only 8,400. So that would be a guy that I would definitely have be a big part of my builds if that news were to break late. Talk to me about center. So center on uh, FanDuel, uh, starting off there, uh, obviously MB, 10,200. Uh, should uh, should be projected to be the highest scoring center on the slate. And everyone is priced pretty appropriately. There are no really pricing mistakes that stick out to me as I take this first look down the center prices. It's uh, tough to really consider someone a pricing mistake. Usually on the other positions, we have been able to find some good plays. Embiid is definitely uh, at 10200 I think someone I'm going to have to consider to pay up for. Outside of that, I'm not that interested in Capella. Uh, I like uh, Drummond at that same price tag, like 8800 I prefer Drummond if he's full go. Obviously, keep in mind of what's happening in those minutes situation. We did see him crack uh, 30 uh, minutes against Minnesota the other day, but now taking on this Clipper matchup. Sean Holmes, 7K, uh, was a monstrous against the Pelicans the other night. And I think we can consider DeAndre Ayton as a, another option, $8,200. Someone who's been inconsistent uh, for sure, but against this Pelican matchup, if Steven Adams does not go because uh, he has that right calf injury, I think maybe we need to consider a pay down to uh, Jackson Hayes, but Willie Hernan Gomez was the one who got going. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. Uh, the center position is tough right now. I like Embiid. Obviously, the stand, uh, stands out. It seems like the spot to pay up for. Over there in DK, Zion Williamson has center eligibility, who's 8K. Um, just uh, been consistent with his uh, price tag of late. DeAndre Ayton, $7,400. I like that price tag for DeAndre Ayton right now. And um, Christian Wood, $8,600, I think, uh, has to be considered for sure at uh, the center position against OKC. But the center position, uh, both sets have done a good job pricing. No, no really pricing mistakes as they take a look at things right now. 
I would say Embiid's probably the low guy at 10K. Like on, yeah. on DraftKings, it's like you're getting a discount on Embiid. You're basically saying if he plays 35 minutes, I mean, look at that, what he did in 27 minutes against Minnesota. Now he gets a, a Cody Zeller matchup. That seems like fun for him. So 10K is really nice. Over on FanDuel, I've got kind of a weird one, I guess. I don't know. He got switched from power forward to center. So it's it's something to make note of. But Thad Young is 5,800. I, he's come like a breath away from a triple-double, three consecutive outings. It has been nuts to watch him go. 16-9-9, and 8 11-11, 13-8-8, his last three. So now sitting at 5,800, he's like the one guy that kind of sticks out a little bit to me over on FanDuel. Sure, Cody Zeller's 5,500, but like I really don't want to play him against Joel Embiid. Like Embiid has been so good on both ends of the floor, could get in foul trouble. Like a lot of things could go wrong for Zeller. So I'd rather find the 300 to move up and go to Thad Young at 5,800. That's so weird to say that I like Thad Young on a slate. I I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, What do you think about that? And then let's, uh, let's close it out. Thad Young is someone who's bit me uh, this past couple weeks. I haven't been really playing him um, with uh, with no Wendell Carter. Uh, it's been a mistake on my part as the, I've been the rotation just reading the rotation incorrectly with Thad Young, and he's been performing really, really well. So Thad Young at fifty eight hundred, man, it's like one of those situations where. You've missed out so much. You just don't want to hop on anymore. And hop on at 22% ownership or something stupid. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. I get it. Ad Young, obviously, uh, on Fandos, he's a great steals and blocks guy mm-hmm. and uh, makes for a very unique center option uh, at that price range. We'll give you a very unique roster construction on a 10 game slate, in my opinion, the way things stand right now. Yeah, I'm curious also because you go from power forward where you can roster two and now you only have one center. So like his ownership, he won't be like the 22, 25% that he's been. He'll be like 14 because just by opportunity cost, of, well, not opportunity cost of the position, just the position in general, you can only roster one. So uh, I would expect that number to come down. Makes him interesting. Somebody to take a look at. I really don't like anything down there below it. I mean, Hernan Gomez, like, come on. I mean, that's that's just crazy. 3,500, though, and the tag didn't move at all against Phoenix. Played 28 minutes. I, I see him being pretty popular. I guess, give me a Hernan Gomez take for the road. Well, he's in play only if Adams is out. So, uh, Steven Adams, uh, he's one of the toughest be in, guys in the league. Steven. Be in, please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Lord. I, if Steven Adams is in, uh, I think we could consider him. He's he's a tough guy, and uh, $5,400 on DraftKings uh, seems like an okay option to go to. But uh, it's going to come down to the Steven Adams' decision. Even if um, Hernan Gomez comes in, and if he's chalky, I think pivoting to Jackson Hayes, maybe he's the center who gets going this game around. It's a good uh, game theory, ownership theory uh, play. It's a mix-and-match type of option over there. But uh, – and another option to consider is Ivica Zubac for if some reason if, if Baca is going to rest on a back to back. So Baca is no spring chicken anymore. He's been around for some time. And if Zubac is the one to get going, uh, you could take advantage of that Andre uh, Drummond non existent defense. Beautiful. Rinpak, you're the man. Uh, any, any final words for the people? Yeah, uh, it's a 10 game slate. Check out all the awesome.com programming starting from the get go with us. Thanks for so much for tuning in, followed by the Strategy Show, Deeper Dive, Alex's Game Plan, Live Before Lock, so much. <laughs> Maybe there's late slate slow tomorrow, I'm not sure, but have fun with all the content we have. I know we were having some mic issues, but man, your voice sounded sexy tonight. I just have to let that be known for the road for everyone. Guys, we enjoyed it, loved it. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Thursday.